0: We are back. Hey, everybody, Ed and Michelle, the Friends Over 50 show every Friday from 10 to 1. Check us out on Facebook, the Friends Over 50, or better yet, go to thecurfins.com, see all our great sponsors. Like another great sponsor we have, long-term sponsors, Amita Healthcare. We have Dr. Kalisha Hill. Hi, Dr. Hill. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? We're, we're excited to have you on the show. Thank you, my pleasure. We're fun, you know. <laughs> it sounds
1: fun, I love it <laughs> Yeah,
0: mm. My wife always tells me, if you have to tell them, we're fun
1: He's pro- self-proclaimed fun <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are. So if you don't mind, Dr. Hill, would you mind introduce yourself and a little bit of what you do?
1: Oh sure, well I am Dr. Kalisha
2: Hill I am the Chief Medical Officer for St. Joseph Medical Center in Joliet As well as for St. Mary's in Kankakee um, My specialty is pathology um, I'm the Medical Director for the Laboratory as well and so I'm just happy to be here and really enjoying the community, Juliet.
0: We're we're excited. To, we're excited to have you on. Did you are you from this area?
2: I grew up in Chicago and have lived in the South Suburbs my uh, entire uh, married life and raised my children in the South Suburbs. So yes, the Southland is home.
0: And we like, the, as a matter of fact, we're 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 talking about this earlier. Um, some of the great places we have on the, on the South Side of the city, like the the rainbow cone house have you been there oh yeah <laughs> we love it. it was it about 93rd and western we, we, we yeah. try to go once over the summer the rainbow house oh
1: mm-hmm. it's just to die for <laughs>
0: wonderful yeah yeah made made me think about it so now how did you get into medicine
2: um growing up in Chicago, I was always interested in science and my parents were in healthcare. My mom's a nurse, my dad's a doctor, and uh, I noticed a lot of the opportunity to really have good access to health care in many communities throughout the Chicagoland area. And I went to college and decided I would be pre-med and just kept going ever since. But I always thought I would do something... Uh, surgery-related, but then I was exposed to some really wonderful pathologists at a hospital I was rotating and just fell in love with the specialty. I was sold once I actually saw what they did every day.
0: Yeah, I could totally see that, that, that somebody could get into, to, I don't know, it's very high tech, it would seemed a, a very cool science.
2: Yes, absolutely. And science-based, um, the beauty about pathology and laboratory medicine is that you touch every single specialty within medicine. And so uh, that's why it aligned really well with me being a chief medical officer um, because by the time I was asked to serve in that capacity, I literally already knew all the doctors in the hospital. So it worked uh, out very well.
0: Right. Well, I have to tell you kind of a cool uh, Amita story, if you don't mind, before we ask you a couple of questions. So sure. we're at, at the hospital and they're visiting somebody. And the nurse was in there, so you know I stepped out for a minute while she could do what she had to do. And I'm standing next by this other room, and there was an elderly lady in there. And the nurse was in there. And the nurse said to her, um, "You know, she was elderly, and she goes, you don't have any family, right? And she goes, no. She goes, did you have lunch yet? And the the little old lady said no. And she goes, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go get my lunch and have lunch in here with you. oh yeah. Now, c- come on, that is... Awesome. That is really cool. Uh, stand out room in here. Well, I wish,
2: yeah, I wish I could tell you that that was a rarity, but it's not. Our nurses and our physicians in um, our faith-based community hospitals and Amita, Amita Health um, do that fairly often. They really engage and really align themselves with the patients uh, because no one wants to be in the hospital. It's a lonely. Even when you have people visiting. So we really try to do our best to make people have the best day they possibly can while they're in our hospitals.
0: Yeah, I I love that story. We think about it all the time because it's, uh, you know, you have to be kind of special to go into medicine or or, or, to be a nurse, those kind of things. It's just, uh, you, you definitely have to be a special person for that. Yeah. But as a matter of fact, my mom is, a, is uh, has her master's degree. She's a nurse. She's about four foot four. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's she always loved it. And, yeah, you know?
1: she's had a great career.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. So, and Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to ask you about the Blue Ribbon Program at uh, St. Joe's here in Juliet.
2: Yes. Well, we're very excited. We have a lot of programs that are coming online. Uh, we've been working on our... Um, stroke certification, our cardiac care, um, and also our women's program. But I will have to say that the thing we're most proud of right now is the Ion robot that we are bringing online. Um, It will do navigational biopsies, for patients with lung lesions, and it doesn't in a manner where it decreases the risk of side effects, like having your lung have injuries, um, while at the same time getting enough sample for me as a pathologist, because of course that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> the more cells I can look at to make a diagnosis, the better. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited about the Ion Navigating Robot.
0: How does that work? It literally
2: uh, it uses a little catheter that goes through the multiple um, structures in the lung, and then it allows the needle to take a biopsy. And so rather than having to um, really injure the lung, it can take a biopsy with minimal impact.
0: Oh, because I, I always thought those, uh, are you awake during that?
2: You're semi-awake. So most of the time they just give some anesthesia you really don't remember what's happening but usually the patients are able to respond to
1: cues
0: oh really very interesting i mean medicine has changed i don't know how you keep up with this i would just it seems like every time you turn around there's something new
1: yes there's a lot of
2: reading involved and a lot of courses and cme
0: (laughs) yeah no i i absolutely bet so is that rolled out already the blue ribbon program
2: um, yes, yeah, so we anticipate um, that uh, robot to be online uh, to be online in early August. So we're very excited about that. Well,
0: it also seems like the hospital has expanded so much.
2: Yes, and I will have to say, coming out of COVID, um, we're very excited to um, have really standardized the way we're able to take care of our patients um, and really still have very few numbers of COVID patients in the house, we're able to focus on all those medical problems that people have put off the last year during this pandemic and really help get people back to their optimal state with whatever healthcare issues that they deal with chronically.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to, um, I'm on a, like a mom's group in the community on Facebook and there are so many women are like, oh my gosh, I didn't go last year. I didn't go do this last year. They put everything on hold.
2: Yes. It was very difficult, and I, I will have to say the saddest part is uh, many people were too afraid to come to the hospital and actually made them um, sicker than if they had come when they first started having symptoms. But uh, we are starting to see people come back, and they are truly recognizing that they need that preventative care and get their screenings done, so very excited to give people the care that they need.
0: Right. So, well, do you see long-term changes in the medical industry um, you know, I call it going back to normal, the way things always used to be. But do you see long-term changes because of what we went through with COVID and how you do business? Absolutely.
2: Or? Yes, absolutely. There are some things that are not going to go back to the way they were. Um, we will um, truly have telehealth available. I think uh, a technology that's going to stay. Um, we uh, know that we will Continually monitor people's symptoms in some way moving forward. And I will say what impacts the most in terms of the hospital and I think everyone's workplace, um, the idea. Of- that you know, oh, I have a little cold. I'm just going to take some time off to work. I think those days are gone. <laughs> um, particularly in healthcare settings, you you can't come in if you have certain symptoms, and even if it's not COVID, you you can't come in the building. Um, and I so I think that is in and of itself will hopefully over time decrease the amount of other diseases that we're transmitting, such as flu. So I think just the idea that we are more mindful of our own symptoms and mindful of how we're exposing our symptoms to other people, I think is a change that will split us
1: indefinitely. Uh, yeah, you, true. And how people react to your symptoms.
0: Well, and you uh, and you were talking about <laughs> telehealth. So one of the things with my family doctor, and I have a few issue, a couple issues, that, that <laughs> we'll do the, you know, the <laughs> video or the text, you know, calls, whatever. I think it's, it's it's incredible. I don't have to particularly go to her office. Not that I don't I mind yeah. going, but.
2: Yes, and and that's very important. We want to be able to have touch points with our doctors and have uh, touch points uh, any time that's necessary rather than trying to schedule an appointment every single time. Because when every product, everyone is trying to do, you just can't see every patient every day. So it is very helpful to be able to, oh. to connect
0: electronically. Well, even we, Michelle and I both had COVID in December, and mine mine was worse than hers. I'm a bit older than she is too. But it was so neat that the doctor, I mean, late in the evening, I think it was like ten thirty one one evening, she sent us a quick text, you yeah. know, just to see how things were going. It was it was terrific. So hopefully yeah. those things will will continue.
1: No, I was just going to ask if... Um, what are some of the updates since you brought up COVID? <laughs> um, what are some of the updates on the variances, and what do we need to know? What do we know?
2: Yes, uh, the Delta variant is full on in Illinois. Um, we are seeing an increase in the positivity rate overall. It's around three mm-hmm. percent. I will say the num. I will say, however, though the numbers in the hospital have not increased. Um, at least not at St. Joe's. The way it has increased in some hospitals, other states where um, you have areas that have a very very low vaccination rate Um, but even in illinois and in our own county we are not at the vaccination level that we would like to be so we just encourage everyone um it's been six months over six months that people have been receiving vaccines in our state the side effects are extremely rare, rare and so the benefits far far outweigh any risk of taking the vaccine so highly encourage everyone to get vaccinated not just for yourself but for your friends and your families. um as i know many of us put a lot of plans uh, on hold you know some friends you know postponed marriages couldn't have funerals you know there are things of as you stated earlier normal normalcy that we want to have moving forward so we don't want to revert to a state where we're shutting things down again. So oh, it's, it's very important for people to get vaccinated if they haven't been
0: already. And, you know, and it, it brings up a point. Even though Michelle and I, we, we got sick from going to a funeral, and we were very careful. Mm. We weren't near anybody. We had we had the masks on, the hands. We did everything. Mm-hmm. And we, we felt like we had to go to the funeral, unfortunately. And, um, wow, did we get sick. So, I mean, even though you take precautions it's you're still not a, a guarantee
1: yeah, we were very blessed because he does have some of the um the like high risk
0: things oh, well, going things, on
1: yeah. he- health- wise so I was so afraid of him ending up in the hospital, but I just bought one of those oxygen testers and thermometers and just kept on oh, yeah, she was like nurse ratchet <laughs> <laughs> while while I was sick myself. <laughs> Oh
0: wow. I just that's needed to so, well, sleep.
1: You- for me it was more the fatigue and for him it was more he had a little bit of all the different symptoms.
0: Yeah, it's scary when you're sitting there the and all of a sudden you feel like you have asthma. You know you're like, uh. yeah. Yeah, I was curious no, with the del-
1: with the Delta variant is are we seeing something different as far as those types of symptoms? I have a a cousin who's out in Massachusetts who has it right now and he has asthma and he said that he's really not struggling with the breathing like they made it sound like you would.
2: Yeah, I'll have to say the symptoms have been variable uh, amongst different people what their um, pre-existing conditions are. Uh, I think the most important thing is that uh, regardless of the variant, uh, the vaccines are protective and I think that's the most important thing to realize Um, but it, it will make it more and more difficult over time if we don't increase the number of people that are vaccinated.
0: All right, well good, so doc, next time we have Jan, can you maybe we get you to come in the studio? i I
2: hope so. I will try. We will see what these <laughs> uh variants are
1: doing,
0: yeah, it's challenging, yeah, well, let's keep our fingers crossed, right wow, absolutely yeah,
1: i I imagine navigating this pandemic for for you and the health industry has been. A, a major challenge I, we we out here in the normal world think oh it's ru- it's been rough but i can't even imagine what you've had, the pressure, to, had to go through and the
0: stress and pressure
1: at your level of that of the organization too to make the decisions mm-hmm. you have to make yeah it's been challenging but i would also say
2: that it's been very rewarding to see the level of camaraderie and connectedness that occurred out of COVID, um, it just reinforced how we want in our hospital are here because they truly care and they're committed to the healthcare of everyone in our community. So so to see that every day through such a difficult period of time was very fulfilling.
0: Yeah, and again, you're in the, the business that, that people that go into that business are, are pretty special, so.
1: Right, and keep it oh. keep it so positive like that, yep.
0: Yeah, did we miss anything, Doc? Was there anything that you wanted to cover?
1: No, that was the, the most important
0: aspect is just
2: encouraging people to get vaccinated and to just take care of yourselves and do the things you can do for yourself to keep yourself healthy, uh, both mentally and physically and spiritually. Um, It's very important to take care of yourself even through difficult times. So, you know, try foods you haven't tried before that are healthier. Try to move more, exercise more, whatever you can do to decrease your risk. um, If you do have to um, get COVID or any other um, illness that will make you more susceptible if you're not at your most healthy state.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Chuck. We really appreciate it.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, Dr.
0: Kalisha Hill, thank you so much. We appreciate having you on, and hopefully we can get you back. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, Tons. Great guest. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah,
0: she's wonderful. We're going to be back
1: back after these messages.